federal lawmakers in Washington, D.C. have been at odds for months over reauthorizing the United States president's emergency plan for AIDS relief, better known as PEPFAR. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily. It's Monday, November 6th. Thanks so much for joining us. PEPFAR was established in 2003 under George W. Bush's administration. PEPFAR is a foreign aid initiative that addresses the global HIV and AIDS epidemic. Over the last two decades of the program, the United States has invested more than $100 billion in the global HIV and AIDS response. It's been credited with saving 25 million lives and preventing millions of HIV infections. Since its founding, the program has largely had bipartisan support among lawmakers on the Hill. However, in recent months, its reauthorization has been held up by Republicans who allege the funding is being used to pay for abortions overseas, a claim PEPFAR administrators have denied. On today's episode, we listen to my conversation with Washington Post national health reporter Dan Diamond about the congressional fight over PEPFAR's reauthorization. Here's our conversation. Dan, can you set the stage for what's happening on Capitol Hill with PEPFAR? PEPFAR, the 20-year-old life-saving HIV program started by President George W. Bush, has been caught in a fight over whether to reauthorize this program for another five years. Republicans have alleged that it's funding abortions abroad. Democrats and public health experts have said that is not the case. But that reauthorization fight has dragged along, and it has sent to global partners around the world negative signs, a lot of concern that the U.S. is backing off its PEPFAR commitment. At the Washington Post last week, we scooped a new part of the story, that even though this fight over reauthorization has played out, which Republicans and Democrats have both agreed, a lot of it is symbolic. The program can keep operating whether or not Congress reauthorizes it. Behind the scenes, Republicans held up more than $1 billion in funding for PEPFAR, for future medicines, for future staffing, money that the program needs to operate. And it's driven by the same concerns that have played out in public over whether to reauthorize the program. Republican staffers have said, we take issue with the language in PEPFAR, that the language around reproductive health, around abortion, around even human rights, that that needs to be changed because we're concerned that the Biden administration is trying to subvert the program and accomplish its domestic political goals abroad. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the language in PEPFAR hasn't changed much compared to previous years. So why is this right now becoming an issue? I think what's happened is in the wake of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the national right to abortion, abortion politics have infused and infected so many parts of federal policy battles PEPFAR had been pressured around abortion in the past. I've spoken to former leaders of this HIV program who said Republicans have brought these concerns before, that the money that PEPFAR is sending abroad is somehow being used to support abortions abroad. But the fight never spilled over to this point. And I think the reason is there are Republicans who say the Biden administration is looking for vehicles to subvert 
abortion restrictions that have sprung up in the wake of Roe v. Wade, and they're looking for ways to make abortions more accessible overseas. Again, PEPFAR officials say that's not happening, that there are explicit rules barring PEPFAR from funding abortions abroad. But this is part, I think, of this broader fight of abortion politics finding its way into new corners of federal policymaking. Yeah. Can you talk about those specific exceptions? Because my understanding was that there were laws already on the books that prevented these funds from being used for abortions. Right. The idea that the Hyde Amendment has been in place for 50 years, and this is the restriction on federal funding being used for abortions, and PEPFAR specifically as a global aid program, is focused on HIV care. It is not trying to fund abortions abroad. But what Republicans have seized on is this idea that some of the partner organizations that PEPFAR supports are separately promoting abortions, promoting access to abortions. And it comes down to this question of, of fungibility of funding. So if organization, and we'll just call you know Pathfinders, which is one of the organizations that PEPFAR works with overseas, if Pathfinder is receiving money that allows it to do its HIV mission, and then it doesn't have to spend money on its abortion mission, Republicans say that PEPFAR is inadvertently funding abortions and there need to be tighter restrictions on the organizations that are getting money from PEPFAR. PEPFAR champions say this is a ridiculous argument, that these organizations have worked with PEPFAR for years, that PEPFAR money is kept very separate, and that if you start parsing funding to that level, that it will make it hard for lots of programs well beyond PEPFAR to accomplish their global missions. As you mentioned, the abortion debate has spilled into other areas that have typically received bipartisan support. And of course, we'll stick right now with the example being PEPFAR. And I think it's important to hit on this again. PEPFAR was not established under the Clinton administration or the Obama administration. It was established under George W. Bush's administration in 2003. So what do you think this says broadly about how the parties, and I'll include, of course, both Democrats and Republicans here, have evolved over the last two decades? It's a really interesting question. I think when PEPFAR was first launched, it came at a moment when Republicans were regretting some of their actions around HIV, around aid or lack of aid to gay Americans in the 1980s and the 1990s. And I've spoken with people who helped set up the original PEPFAR program 20 years ago, who talked about George W. Bush feeling a calling to provide this aid as HIV had spread around the world, as it was afflicting and killing so many people, especially in Africa. So it came from this ethic of almost Christian aid abroad, and it spoke to many Republicans, conservative Christians, the idea of compassionate conservatism, which was something that George Bush and his allies often talked about 20 years ago. I think today there are still Republicans who believe in this argument. Former Senator Rick Santorum, an avowed Christian conservative has said, we need to reauthorize PEPFAR. We need to signal to the world that this is something that the United States still believes. But it's colliding with two or three other pressures, one being the abortion issues that we've, we've talked about and how that has changed politics well beyond PEPFAR. I think a second issue is that the U.S. has retrenched in many ways globally. We saw this during the COVID pandemic, the withdrawal or attempted withdrawal from the World Health Organization. There has been a rethinking about what is the United States' role abroad. 
Democrats, public health advocates say that that is a dangerous way of thinking, that if the U.S. pulls back on its global commitments, there are rivals like China and Russia more than happy to slide in and take the global posture that the United States had worked so long to cultivate. Yeah, and the Biden administration has clearly picked up on that. Um, And they have said that the delay in reauthorizing PEPFAR is going to damage the United States' image overseas. You've already touched on the way other countries could slip in and take up this mantle. But as the fight has played out over the, the weeks or months, what ripple effects have we seen so far already? That's a really good question, and it's been on my mind, too. So the reauthorization debate has gone on for some months now. Basically half a year, there has been a public fight over whether the Congress would reauthorize this program. There are partners overseas who are taking note of that. I mean, if you are one of these organizations on the ground who depends on PEPFAR funding, if you're one of these patients that depends on PEPFAR funding, and you hear that the U.S. Congress is fighting over whether to reauthorize this program, it makes you nervous. It makes it harder to plan your future strategy. And I'm saying that after talking to partners overseas, having calls and emails with folks on the ground in Uganda and Kenya and elsewhere. But I do think that this remains more of a theoretical pain than an actual pain, because most of the funding for PEPFAR, at least until we most recently reported the funding that was held up, most of the funding has been flowing through. So it hasn't been a practical issue as much as a man, we are really worried that the U.S. might be pulling back from PEPFAR. But JC, like nothing is good about this for the program. I mean, having an open and extended debate over whether the Congress is going to reauthorize PEPFAR, I don't think that there's any public health or public diplomacy benefit from that. Public health officials have advocated for PEPFAR reauthorization to be a so-called clean reauthorization for years. Can you explain more about what this is and why it hasn't come to fruition? PEPFAR has needed to be reauthorized every five years. What public health advocates have said, what Democrats had wanted, was this, quote, clean reauthorization, where you're basically just rolling over the current structure of the program for another five years. Republicans have said that's a non-starter. They have seized on this idea that the current language in PEPFAR is too loose when it comes to potentially funding abortions abroad, they say. They want to bring back a policy from the Trump administration that more tightly, that explicitly outlawed global funding being used for abortion. And they also don't want to reauthorize PEPFAR for five years if they can help it. They only want to reauthorize it for one year with the hope that a Republican president comes in in one year and can maybe make broader changes to the PEPFAR program. That if you're reauthorizing it for five years and you're kicking this to uh, 2028, that there will be another Democratic president potentially that would oversee the program. So those are some of the tensions. And it's it's unclear to me as we're talking uh, in, in the fall whether this will be resolved this year. Republicans are pretty dug in and it only takes a few to hold up the reauthorization of the program. So I spoke with a researcher at the Brookings Institution a couple of weeks ago, not about this topic, of course, but other political issues on the Hill. And one of the things he was watching for in Congress uh, was what would happen once a new House speaker was elected. We now have Representative Mike Johnson in that role. And now that he's in the role, how do you think this might change the calculus of this issue, if at all? As soon as House Speaker Mike Johnson was named, I reached out to his office to ask about PEPFAR reauthorization. I'm sure it wasn't top of mind for him, 
but it was for me, in part because Speaker Johnson has been explicitly anti-abortion. He has been an ally of some of the conservative groups that have picked up this banner and waved it that PEPFAR is funding abortions abroad. The Family Research Council, the Heritage Foundation, these are groups that have said to Republicans, if you vote to support PEPFAR and its five-year reauthorization, we will interpret that as you are supporting abortion abroad. That has been, as much as anything, the freeze on Republicans being willing to support reauthorizing PEPFAR. There's some talk that if you got PEPFAR into a larger bill, like this end-of-the-year government spending bill, if it's one line item among many, that maybe it could go through, uh, the reauthorization could go through as part of that. It would protect lawmakers. But still, there are many Republicans very nervous that they will be viewed unfavorably. And what Speaker Johnson chooses to do, if he wants to put some muscle behind this, that could be very much the deciding factor here, uh, whether the Republican anti-abortion speaker waves off these other groups and says, no, PEPFAR is a priority. I honestly don't know what he plans to do yet. The debate over PEPFAR reauthorization is, of course, still happening. It's potentially unlikely that we could see a solution on this before year end. Um, but, of course, it's not impossible that we could. But as we've discussed, this is a contentious issue with the fight over abortion impacting politics and rippling outwards. So with that in mind, uh, what will you be watching for over the next few months? I think the first biggest signal will be Speaker Johnson. Does he come out and say something here? Does he offer his blessing as the new Republican speaker to reauthorizing PEPFAR? Or does he say that this is, as the conservative groups have argued, that this is a program funding abortions abroad? I mean, that would be a non-starter then for PEPFAR being reauthorized if the House refuses to to move on it. So I'm, I'm watching for him. The second issue I'm watching is over in the Senate. Democrats had been led by Senator Bob Menendez. He had been the foreign relations chair. He's had to step down because of a scandal in his life. So Senator Ben Cardin has stepped into that role. He hasn't said very much about PEPFAR, about his plans for reauthorizing it or a potential deal as Senator Menendez had floated. Maybe there would be some compromise around PEPFAR. So I'm watching for whatever Senator Cardin says or does. And lastly and importantly, I am watching this new issue that we unearthed about the funding being held up for PEPFAR. Uh, now that that's been brought into the public eye, do Republicans keep holding up that PEPFAR funding? Do they back down? Do they insist on more language changes around the program? I mean, it's the same issues that have plagued reauthorization. They've just metastasized in this new way behind the scenes around holding up the funding. So that, that to me is sort of the canary in the coal mine, whether or not we get reauthorization this year. Are Republicans going to dig in and delay PEPFAR money or will they back down ultimately because there's been a negative reaction, including among Republicans, to holding up PEPFAR funding? That was Dan Diamond, national health reporter at The Washington Post. He joined me to talk about the recent political fight on Capitol Hill over the reauthorization of the president's emergency plan for AIDS relief, or PEPFAR. Be sure to read Dan's recent reporting on the fight over PEPFAR for The Washington Post, where he goes more into detail about the money in the program that's been withheld in recent months. You can find that article posted on today's show note at gisthealthcare.com. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. We'll be back with healthcare business and policy news updates tomorrow, as always, in 10 minutes or less. 
You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at gisthealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The Gist Healthcare Daily Podcast is an independent production of Gist Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.